0: Merry Christmas everybody. Good to see you guys. How many of you still have some Christmas shopping to do? Oh man, look at all those hands. It's going to be a busy few days here, right? It's going to be a little crazy. I saw this on uh, on social media this past week. I thought it was pretty funny. Check it out. It says, "I don't know who needs to hear this, but stop tracking that package. It's in the Lord's hands now." <laughs> Hey, buying gifts for friends and family is a beautiful thing. Can also be an incredibly stressful thing. That's for sure. This year I got ahead of the game a little. I ordered my wife Lori some gifts in November and um you know, I tried to be there to intercept them when they came to the door and uh, I had a little hiding place where I hid the gifts. Um, until it would be time to wrap them. So, uh, you know, I got them all hid except for one gift. Uh, it wouldn't fit where all the other gifts were. And so I was going to have to hide it somewhere else. So I hid it somewhere else. And that was all good and great until just recently when I went to get the gifts to wrap them, you know, right before Christmas, right? And I went and got all the gifts in one place. I knew where they were. And then. I I remember I hid a gift somewhere else, but I cannot for the life of me remember where it was. Anybody feel me here? Like it was, I mean, I hid my wife's gift so well, I still can't find it. I cannot find it. I have searched every cabinet, every nook and cranny of our house. And if you're like me, when you lose something, you get kind of obsessive about it when you're trying to find it. And I kept circling back, looking in the same places again and again and again. Anybody do this, you know? Like, I've checked the trunk of my car three times. And it's just as empty as it ever was. I even checked the dryer at one point. I don't know, I have kids, anything could happen. All good. So I, maybe Lori found it and wrapped it and thought it was for somebody else, and then at Christmas one of my kids is going to open it, and I'll be like, "Hey, that's your mom's." I don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I can. I hid this gift so well that I cannot find it. And I think that's kind of a a picture of the holiday season, right? Sometimes there's so much coming at us, we're so busy, there's so many things that we need to get done that we just lose some things in the craziness, right? We we get a little lost in all of it, and some things fall through the cracks. And I know that's true for me in my life, and, and I think it's often true for us. And we can lose something way more valuable than a Christmas gift for a loved one. We can sort of lose the real meaning of the Christmas uh, 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 holiday. We can lose the meaning of God's gift to us in Jesus Christ and what it really means. You can understand it in your head and not really allow it to sink down into your heart and impact your life in any significant way. And so I want to talk to you today about how we don't have to search For God's gift, because it isn't lost. He has made it available to us in Jesus Christ. It is the greatest gift of all, and we can open that gift. And when we open that gift, there's some other gifts we will experience. We'll experience the gift of security, the gift of joy, and the gift of hope. And I want to talk to you about those gifts. Today And to do that, let's go back to the original Christmas story, Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 9. The shepherds are out in the field, the angels show up, and uh, when we get to the red words here, I'm going to ask you to say them real loud with me. But uh, let's look at this together. It says, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you what? Good news. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Turn the person next to you and say, I've got good news. You have good news because the message of Jesus is good news. A Savior has been born. And so this Christmas, open the gifts that God has already given. And one of the first gifts that we can open today is the gift of security. The gift of security. My wife Lori and I, we were going through um, some old boxes Just this last week, and we found one of my son's most cherished items from his childhood. Um, This is his security blanket. He carried this blanket with him everywhere he went. From the time he was a little toddler, he couldn't even say words, but he called this his oosh. And man, you know, when he said like, oosh, oosh. I would, I'm like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where? Because I knew if I don't find it, it could be a meltdown at any point. You know, what you know what I'm saying? And so like when he was sleepy, he wanted his oosh. When he was upset, he wanted his oosh. Uh, you know, it, you just go down the list. He always had this with him. How many of you have kids that, that were all about their blankets for a while, right? We've hung on to this thing. I mean, it has seen better days. But very important for us in our family as we uh, think about those Uh, childhood years. Reminds me of Linus. Linus in A Charlie Brown Christmas always has his blanket. Remember that? By the way, Charlie Brown Christmas, one of the greatest Christmas movies ever, right? Linus always got his blanket. Everywhere he goes, he's got it. But there is this moment and... It's the moment where Linus reads the Christmas story from the Bible, part of the passage that we just read. And, And when he reads the Christmas story, he comes to the line where the angel says, Don't be afraid. And there's something very subtle that happens. Linus drops his blanket. Don't be afraid. And he drops it. And I think the, the, by the way, I know some of you are going to go check me. You can almost miss it, but watch for it. You're going to go like, wow. It's a very intentional move by the creators. And it was a move to say, Linus is having a moment where he's realizing, I don't have to hold on to what I get security from. I can let it go and find my security in God and in faith and in the meaning of Christmas. I mean we find our secu- we have our own security blankets don't we as adults right you know our our savings account our IRA our job our our thing that we're into our our hobby our habit other people we have all kinds of things that we get security from but if the last like 21 22 months has taught us anything it is that it is not enough only god can really give you a sense of peace and security in fearful times In fact, the angel also comes to Mary. So if you go a chapter earlier from Luke 2 to Luke chapter 1, and if you look um, uh, nine months earlier, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is there, and she's visited by an angel who, like the angel speaking to the shepherds, starts in the same way. Check this out. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 30. It says, Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him what? Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Don't be afraid. Why? Because of Jesus. Jesus is the reason you do not have to live in fear. And Mary would have had lots of reason to be afraid. In fact, when the angel first makes the announcement, the Bible says she is disturbed and confused. Mary's not like, oh, so cool, they're going to talk about me for thousands of years, it's going to be amazing. Mary's like, you know what she says? She says, how can this be, since I know not a man? Like, Mary is this young, teenage Jewish girl in a very close-knit Jewish community, And this would have been scandalous. This would have pushed people over the edge. Like they wouldn't have known even how to process or handle this. She's engaged, but she's not yet married. She can't be rocking up pregnant. And if she is rocking up pregnant, she can't be going like, hey, you know, an angel appeared to me. It was a supernatural thing. We never had sex. (laughs) I mean, come on. It doesn't matter what era you live in. People are like, hey, man, I've been around the block. I know a few things. In fact, even Joseph, the Bible tells us, was planning originally how to break the relationship off uh, and to do it discreetly until God appeared to him in a dream and clarified some things for him because Joseph's like, "Mm, no, I'm not buying it. There's a lot to be afraid of that first Christmas. Mary had a lot of challenges in front of her, and we have a lot to be afraid of today in our lives as well. Everywhere we look, there's challenges and difficulties, and so we fear for our kids, we fear for the future, we fear for the next variant, and the variant after the variant, and the variant after the variant after the variant. Right? We, you know, we, we fear for um, the unknowns of what's going on in the world, for, for what's happening uh, in our planet. What, are there are all kinds of things that can cause fear in our life. But Christmas reminds us today to pause and remember God's perfect love was shown to us in his son, Jesus Christ, who was born, lived, and died, and rose again for us. The Bible says this, that perfect love casts out fear perfect love casts out fear so let me just ask you today what are you afraid of what are you afraid of what's keeping you up at night what are you afraid of the future perfect love casts out fear are you afraid of what's next with covid and all the unknowns related to that perfect love casts out fear Maybe you're afraid that you'll never find the right person, or you'll never be able to have kids, or you'll never achieve your dream. Perfect love has no fear. Maybe you fear an addiction, or you fear a relationship that will never be right, or you fear for your children. Perfect love has no fear, and God loves you perfectly. So whatever you're up against, the gift that God holds out to you today is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because Jesus has been born and has come into the world. And you can lay down your fear just like Linus laid down his security blanket. And he came to those words fear not. The gift of security is yours today if you'll believe. You don't have to wait to open the gift. This Christmas, you can open the gifts that God has already given. Open the gift of security. Here's another thought open the gift of joy open the gift of joy. How many of you believe that you should open gifts on Christmas Day only when you're celebrating with your family? Who are the Christmas Day people? How many Christmas Day? All right. How many of you believe you should open gifts like on Christmas Eve? We have Christmas Eve. People look at those. Those are God's people right there. That's what I'm saying. Look, I I grew up and everybody came to the house, and we all gathered on the night of Christmas Eve, and we opened up all the Christmas presents. That was what we did, and then I married Lori. And ever since then, we opened Christmas presents. Only, she only allow one Christmas gift on Christmas Eve, and what is it? Pajamas! The lamest Christmas gift on Earth! I'm just like, it's child abuse, y'all. I'm always like out there lobbying for the kids. Let them open a real gift, just a real gift. No, they get these pajamas. Here you go. Great. So we go around and around about it. Now, when I was little, my brother taught me this particular thing. He says, you don't have to wait till Christmas Eve to see what you got for Christmas. You go get the gift out from under the tree when mom isn't looking, and then you take it to the bathroom. You shut the door, and very surgically, he showed me, my older brother, the blow-by-blow pull the tape up real easy just like this, you know, and then you kind of look in there and peek, except my brother was like significantly older than me and more skilled, and so after this little lesson, he went away, and I got caught, and my mom is like, hey, um, you do this again, the gift is going back to the store, right, that's the punishment, so... But opening gifts is fun. Sharing gifts is fun. I'm excited because Lori asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I I put a lot of records down. I love vinyl records. Any vinyl people in the, the, any vinyl? Yep, vinyl's making a comeback, y'all. It's coming back. I I love streaming music and all that, but there's something about taking a needle and putting it on a record and hearing the pops, right? The finickiness of a vinyl record player, it's great. Anyway, um, I've got some record-sized gifts under the tree this year. So I already know, you know, the good stuff's coming. It's going to be awesome. So this uh, Christmas, I'll be listening to some Christmas music. I always do. But, you know, Christmas morning, we always bust out the record player. And this is the album at the Wilhite household every Christmas that we will listen to. I would think that everybody in here and everybody watching online is familiar with this album but I already met somebody that wasn't, so to them, you're welcome. (laughs) Vince Giraldi, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, It's the soundtrack to the movie, but this, in my opinion, is the greatest Christmas album of all time. And, um, Vince Giraldi is a legit jazz pianist, his trio was no joke, and so this isn't just cartoon music, people. Go check it out, give it a listen, give it a stream, and, uh, you can thank me later. Go ahead, write in, and I'll appreciate that. but I love music, I love, uh, I love records, um, I enjoy it, especially uh, this time of year. But here's the thing, no matter how much music I listen to, no matter how many records I play, uh, here's what I know. Even though they bring me joy, that joy ultimately doesn't last. Because there is something in me that cannot be satisfied with things. right? And I think there is something in all of us that can't fully be satisfied with things. And yet we still think I'll be happy when? I'll be happy when I finally get the gift that I've been wanting. I'll be happy when you know my family's all together. I'll be happy when I can get that new job or the new car or the new home. I'll be happy when I get out of debt or when I get into the college of my dreams. I'll be happy when I find the one. I'll be happy when I get engaged to the one. I'll be happy when I marry the one. I'll be happy when the one starts to change. I'll be happy when I have kids, right? I'll be happy when the kids finally get out on their own. I'll be happy when Christmas is here. And somebody's already saying, I'll be happy when Christmas is over, right? And because of what God did in Jesus, we don't have to wait. We can experience his love today. We can experience his forgiveness today, his joy today, and that joy can sustain us. Otherwise, we're always looking somewhere else to the next thing for what might bring us joy. Let's go back to that message of the angels to the the shepherds. Luke chapter two, beginning in verse 10. It says, I bring you good news. That will bring great what? Great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. It is good news and it is great joy that we celebrate. Because of Jesus' birth, listen, when we're weak, he's our strength. When we're lost, he's our guide. When we're helpless, he's our helper. When we're sick, he's our healer. When we don't know the way, he is the way. When we're attacked, he's our shield. When we're trapped, he's our deliverer. When we're out of resources, he's our provider. When we're scared, he's our defender. When we're broken, he binds up our wounds. When we're alone, he is our champion and companion. When we're angry, he's our calm. When we hit rock bottom, he is our bedrock. When we're attacked, he's our advocate. When we sin, he's our forgiver. When we are afraid, he's our encourager. When we want to give up, he helps us rise up. When we fail, he is our victory. When we panic, he's our peace. When we're depressed, he's our hope. When we can't see the future, he is our light. When we don't know what to do, he's the refuge. When we're overwhelmed, he's the anchor. When we're exhausted, he's our strength. And when We're frustrated, he's the answer. When we've lost our sense of purpose and direction, he shows up and works and moves in our lives. When we hit a dead end, he is our fresh start. And when we think it's over, he is the life. When we pass from this life, he is the resurrection and the life. So listen, whatever you're facing, is something Jesus has already conquered. It's something He's already conquered, and through him you can have victory. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And so this Christmas, open the gifts that God has already given, the gift of security, the gift of joy, and the gift of hope. The shepherds are amazed at the angel's announcement, but they take it even further, and they go to Bethlehem, to see this thing that they were told about. And they find the child laying in a manger wrapped in cloths, and they rejoice and they celebrate. And this is what we read in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 20. It says, the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and what? Praising God for all that they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. So here's these shepherds, they, they encounter Jesus, and it's amazing, but, but what strikes me about the story is they still have to go back to their same old lives, right? They still have to go back to the same old fields. They got to watch the same old stinky sheep. They got to spend the same old lonely nights out there navigating things. They got to keep the same old predators away from the sheep. They got to do the same old work, but they didn't do it with the same frame of mind because they had encountered Jesus. And I think the same for us today, right? We gotta go back to the same old work, the same old spouse, the same old kids, the same old job, same old car, same old bills, same old challenges, same old stuff but we can be changed because of what Jesus has done, even if our circumstances remain the same. And we can give praise and we can have hope. And that hope is twofold. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And so we can receive the gift of eternal life. But even beyond that as well, in the near term, following Christ can change our life today. It can impact our families. It can impact our kids, our grandkids, our future kids, our future grandkids. In fact, I heard a story about a little girl. She grew up with an alcoholic father and a broken mother. Her home was marked by bitterness and sadness and dysfunction. When her dad was too drunk to drive home, she would sit on his lap in the car and she would tell him when to hit the gas, when to hit the brake while while she steered because her little feet weren't long enough to touch the pedals. Her mom was really a person who'd been through so much pain that she found it difficult to express love or affection in the family at all. And that was the home that she grew up in. Heard a story about a little boy whose dad was a leader in the church and whose mother was a Sunday school teacher. And life seemed perfect on the outside, but this dad struggled with deep depression. When that young man was drafted to go to Vietnam, his father took his own life, much to everyone's shock. And so he was sent home from the military to care for his mom and his brothers, and then not too much later he got word that his dad's dad had also taken his life as well. So a family marked by depression and suicide. But that boy went on to fall in love with that girl that I told you about earlier. And they got married. And rather than pass on all the pain and all the trauma, they made a choice to break the chains that had bound their families for generations. The chains of addiction, the chains of depression, the chains of heartache, the chains of anger. And they broke those chains with the help and mercy of God and the help of others in their local church. They patiently sought out God's blessings and followed him in faith. They had two kids and both of them ended up becoming pastors. A boy named Sean, who now serves as a pastor, and a girl named Lori, who not only became a pastor, but she also became my wife. And she's not only blessed me and blessed our family and our kids, but she's also been a blessing to thousands of others through her leadership, her teaching, and her example. But, but here's what I want you to hear. All of that originated because her parents decided to be chain breakers. Because her parents, rather than pass on the hurt and the trauma that they had experienced, chose to lean into the grace and mercy of God that's the goodness of God that's the restoration of God you don't have to settle for the chains of your past you don't have to pass on the pain that life may have given you by the grace of God you can break those chains and let God's faithful love flow through you this is why Jesus birth is good news and great joy it can change your life it can change your family's future but you have to open the gifts that God has already given the gift of security, the gift of joy, the gift of hope. And when you do, even if everything remains the same this Christmas, you'll be changed and you'll be impacted because of what Jesus did for all of us. Maybe some of you are here today and maybe you've never crossed that line of faith. If that's where you're at, I'd love to just give you an opportunity to reach out to God and trust him in your life and ask him to move and work and show up so i want to ask all of you to bow your heads and close your eyes And if you'd like to become a follower of jesus today you can begin that journey by repeating a simple prayer after me you could say this out loud or just in your own heart i believe god hears and knows but just say dear god i thank you for loving me thank you for sending jesus into the world i believe he died on the cross for my sins i believe he rose again Forgive me for my sins. Give me the gift of eternal life. And help me face the challenges that I'm up against. God, I surrender my life to you in Christ's name. And friends, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's your prayer, if it's your commitment, I want to ask you to just slip your hand in the air today. Just reach out to God and trust him in your life. Just make eye contact with me. To say before God and to say to me, you're going to follow Him. Just slip your hand in the air. Bless you guys. Thank you, guys. Just reach out to Him today. Thank you. Bless you guys. Thank you. Brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you. God, I thank you for your love and just grateful for each individual reaching out to you today. I pray you'll fill them with your peace, your joy, your forgiveness, your mercy. For all of us, may we walk in security and joy and hope this Christmas because of who you are and what you've done for each of us. We give you thanks today. We give you praise in Christ's name, amen. Let's put our hands together for those who made spiritual commitments. If you made a spiritual commitment in your life, I just want to tell you congratulations. We are thrilled for you. We would love to connect with you. And so I just want to encourage you to go to central.family and just click the link. I've decided to follow Jesus. We'd love to send you some free resources and also uh, find out if there's any way we can pray for you or help you in this moment. Well, One of the beautiful things about Christmas is what the prophet Isaiah said when he spoke of Christ. And he said this, he said that looking forward 700 years to Christ's birth, that Christ would be a light who would be born into the darkness. And friends, I don't have to convince you that there's plenty of darkness in the world, right? All we have to do is watch the news and look around. But today we celebrate that a light has come. And that light shined. And not only impacted his family and his immediate friends, he began to impact his disciples. And from one disciple to the next, they began to share the light that Jesus had passed on to them. And that light began to spread. And as you read through the book of Acts, it spread first in Jerusalem and then in Judea and then in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And today we celebrate because we get to receive that light. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand together with me. You're going to have a light floating down your row soon. If you haven't, you should have already grabbed your candle. And let's begin to sing together Silent Night. Something very powerful happens when we shine our light. I want to ask all of you to raise your candles in the air. It brings light to everyone around you. But when we hide our light, lower your lights. The world remains in far too much darkness. And so we have an opportunity as we go forth and celebrate Christ, the light of the world. And that opportunity is to shine our light through your kindness, through your goodness, through small acts, through simple prayers, God can use you to shine the light in a very dark world and to change the perspective of those around you. Let's sing it again, Silent Night. Let's all raise our light and sing this song. i